Welcome to the European Heart Journal Case Report Podcast 2021. I'm Dr. Ashwin Babu, Podcast Editor. Today, I'll be talking about a case report by Tadayuki Hirai, Kenji Miwa, Hiroshi Furoshu, and Toshiko Yasuda from Ishikawa, Japan, titled Coronary Intervention for Severe Stenosis in the Osteo-Right Coronary Artery with Cardiac Angiosarcoma. Case Report. Introduction Primary cardiac tumors are extremely rare, with angiosarcomas being the most common frequent histological subtype. It is a guarded prognosis, with metastasis being a common occurrence. The tumor proliferates rapidly and generally causes death through widespread infiltration of the myocardium, obstruction of flow within the heart, or distant metastases. In this case report, the authors highlight the rare complication of a severe osteostenosis of the right coronary artery caused by external compression from a cardiac angiosarcoma. Summary of case reports. A 64-year-old lady with a background of dyslipidemia and hypertension was referred to the local tertiary centre for further evaluation of a right atrial tumour after complaining of symptoms of chest pain and palpitations. Histological diagnosis confirmed an angiosarcoma and surgical resection was attempted. However, due to strong adhesions to the surrounding myocardium, Complete resection from the right atrium and the area around the right coronary artery could not be achieved. Hence, adjunctive chemotherapy with paclitaxel and pazopanib was started to treat the remaining residual cancerous tissue. Yet, CT scanning revealed further tumor progression in the anterior mediastinum and the patient was subsequently initiated on eribulin. At the same time, the patient developed six sinus syndrome and underwent implantation of a leadless pacemaker. Three years post-chemotherapy, the patient presented acutely with chest pain and diaphoresis. Observations were all stable, and clinical examination was unremarkable. Blood tests demonstrated a slightly elevated CRP of 3.95 mg per deciliter, and a 12-lead electrocardiogram revealed a paced rhythm. Given the clinical presentation, an acute coronary syndrome was suspected. Coronary angiography revealed a 99% osteo-RCS as a culprit lesion. No other obstructive disease was identified. Intracoronary imaging with intravascular ultrasound, also known as IVUS, demonstrated mild to stenosis due to fibrous plaque formation with partial calcification of the vessels. It further revealed distortion of the blood vessel due to coronary artery compression from the tumour. Initially, coronary vasopressin was assumed with repeated administration of intracoronary nitroglycerin and isosorbide dinitrate, did not relieve the osteo-RCA lesion. Therefore, IVUS-guided PCI of the osteo-RCA was performed with a Scions Skypoint 3.25 by 33mm drug-eluting stent. Post-angioplasty, patient underwent a CT scan, which demonstrated tumor progression in the areas of coronary compression as observed through IVUS. Patient made an uneventful recovery, and was discharged day 7 post-PCI on aspirin 100mg once a day and clopidogrel 75mg once a day. Her chemotherapy regimen was changed to trabectidin. At 7 months follow-up, the patient remains asymptomatic with a preserved left ventricular function on echocardiogram with no additional coronary events. Discussion Primary cardiac tumours are extremely rare, with the prevalence reported between 0.001% to 0.03%. Majority are benign, with only 25% identified as being malignant. The most common malignant subtype is sarcomas, which account for 95% of all malignant cardiac tumors. From this, 
Primary cardiac angiosarcoma is the most frequent tumour and constitutes 30% of all sarcomas. Symptoms can be nonspecific and can include constitutional complaints such as lethargy, weight loss and dyspnea. In addition, symptoms only come to fruition after the tumour grows and starts infiltrating adjacent structures as well as progressing to regional spread or metastasis. Although dyspnea remains the most common cardiac complaint, chest pain has been reported in up to 46% of patients with primary cardiac angiosarcoma. Symptoms of right-sided heart failure are also prevalent in these patients. Furthermore, right-sided angiosarcomas can invade and infiltrate the pericardium, resulting in pericardial effusion and tamponade. Coronary artery involvement is rare, but this case report highlights the important role primary cardiac angiosarcoma can play in myocardial ischemia, resulting from mechanical compression. Another potential mechanism of myocardial ischemia is coronary artery vasospasm as a result of the vascular stress arising from the tumour. However, IBUS was able to display the perivascular compression caused by the tumour, as well as not revealing the classical features of vasospasm, such as diffuse intimal thickening, negative remodelling or increased area of the sonolucent zone. Hence, mechanical compression was identified as a pathophysiological mechanism of ischemia in this case. Echocardiography remains a chief modality for the diagnosis of cardiac tumours. Due to nonspecific symptoms and delayed diagnosis, metastases are often present during the time of diagnosis. The lungs are the commonest location for metastatic spread, but the liver, bone and lymph nodes may all be involved. Thus, CT imaging can be extremely useful in further characterising the anatomy of the tumour as well as exhibiting the extent of metastasis. Specifically, Cardiac MRI may be valuable in differentiating between cardiac tumours and thrombi given its resolution in characterising soft tissue. The mean survival time of this disease is 4 months without surgical resection and there are no established treatment guidelines. Previous reports have indicated a survival time of 12 to 30 months for patients who received various combinations of surgery, chemotherapy, radiation therapy and or transplantation. Surgical resection is universally accepted as a gold standard treatment for primary cardiac angiosarcomas. Moreover, most angiosarcomas are notoriously resistant to chemotherapy and radiotherapy, but they still play a critical role as neoadjuvant therapy due to the high risk of metastasis. A combination of resection, chemotherapy and radiotherapy has led to a reported survival rate of up to 3 years. Finally, although it does not improve long-term survival, Heart transplantation is an option for young patients with high-grade cardiac angiosarcomas. Conclusion Primary cardiac angiosarcoma is an extremely rare and fatal condition. Prompt diagnosis is required to initiate treatment in a timely manner to improve chances of survival. The authors in this case report highlight the rare complication of myocardial ischemia resulting from external mechanical compression of the right coronary artery. The authors wanted to highlight the following learning points. One. Patients with cardiac angiosarcoma can present with unstable angina and progressive disease leads to many mechanical complications. Although extremely rare, compression of the tumour can lead to coronary artery stenosis. 2. IVUS and CT findings can be used to infer the cause of coronary artery stenosis with acute coronary syndromes. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this interesting case for us. And thank you for listening to European Heart Journal Case Reports Podcast. References and the original case reports are available online. 
visit academic.oup.com forward slash EHACR for other interesting case reports. Music is computed by stage shows.